And we welcome you in on a Thursday night, Illinois basketball podcast, number episode 16. We don't go by numbers, we go by episodes, of course. That's right. so I had to had to get that correct. But uh, a couple of game reviews and a couple of game previews, although we aren't going to do this as long as we did the March Madness one, which was almost two hours. I mean, that was just... Uh, whose idea was that? Well, definitely wasn't my idea. I'm sure it, was, it wasn't yours either. Why don't you just start rolling, you go, you know. You know yeah. how that's going to happen. But. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers in Illinois, that was on Saturday. I barely remember it now. <laughs> and Illinois, I mean, what did you expect? You know, Iowa wasn't playing. I thought that they would be a little bit better than they were, but it's hard um, to win, number one, at the rack. They don't lose at the rack until last night, of course. Uh, and then number two, they're making every single shot. Illinois' defense is not good enough on the yeah. perimeter, so yeah. that was a problem. Yeah, they. I mean, they played a good first half. The second half was abysmal. But um, it was typical Big Ten home team taking over the second. Yeah, half. Uh, Rutgers was a five or six point favorite. Um, Rutgers tweeted out that something about an upset over number over Illinois or something. I don't. It was know the that. Uh, Rutgers Big Ten Network. <laughs> yeah, uh, good call. It's Twitter. Yeah, um, we didn't we didn't think Illinois really had a chance. We everybody kind of knew Iowa wasn't playing this game. Um, at least giving him one day rest. Uh, I had Illinois losing by three. They ended up losing by fifteen, seventy two, fifty seven. Um, you had Illinois losing in overtime. Um, didn't quite make it to overtime, but, but I did get Rutgers score correctly. So ha, you did seventy two points. Illinois um, did not have sixty four. They struggled to it's score. Not that bad. A lot. Um, New starting lineup with Io out. Um, Felice, Frazier, Griffin, DeMonte, and Kofi. And I know that I use some people's first names and some people's last names. I don't, sorry about that, but that's just the way it is. They have unique names. <laughs> yeah. Um, this first time since Georgie's been at Illinois that he didn't get the start. Um, I, I guess Griffin started over him. Well, I guess Griffin started for Io, according to how the next game went, but. We'll get to that. Um, my player of the game is going to be uh, Felice. Came into this game averaging 15.2 points per game over the last five. Uh, played well, four for nine from the field, two for four from three. Don't know if I like him shooting four threes, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Ten points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, had a couple of good threes. He did take one early in the shot clock when Griffin was open on the wing, which I really wasn't, you know, fond of and then he had the next possession down he came down and just jacked up a three but it is what it is um io you know everybody's talking about io and you know next year we're gonna miss him we're really gonna miss felice um just his tenacity and, and things like that but uh who'd you have for player of the game yeah i went a little bit off the board here uh i went with sir georgie bashanasvili because Number one, I know that he didn't really do that much against Penn State, but in this game, it's his first game not starting. He comes off the bench. Good response, I think, overall. I think he had a good game. He had a lot of energy, six points, two of four shooting, which isn't horrible. He didn't shoot a three, which is key. Seven <laughs> rebounds, two assists, two for two from the line, 24 minutes, only one foul. So I think that if you take into account the expectations for him, how would he respond coming off the bench? I thought he was good. And I think that uh, Feliz, you know, it's an expected thing at this point. So I figured yeah. I'd go a little bit off the board. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Felice had to have a good game um, for them to have a chance, and Frazier had to have a good game. Uh, the second part of that didn't happen so much. But yeah, uh, Kofi, I felt, played an all right game. Uh, he he just looks really, I don't want to say rough, but unpolished around the rim, um, catching the ball. Usually has two or three guys on him. Uh Needs to be looking to pass more, which I thought he was doing at the beginning of the year, and he's kind of stopped doing that. He, he was kind of just throwing the ball up towards the hoop and uh, and then going after. I mean, he was aggressive going after it at least. So I'm not going to, you know, bash him for that, but he was a little out of control at the beginning of that. But he got 12 shots up. Um, I feel like he – I talked about this last time when he only had six or whatever it was. Um, I'm happy with him getting 12 shots up. Um, he had another double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, um, and, and they were getting the ball to him early. So you got you to gotta like that, too. He did struggle from the line, uh, didn't make any free throws. Uh, but I still feel like with Kofi, when he makes free throws, it's a gift. He's a big dude. Uh, big dudes don't usually make free throws that often. I know he's been making them, but there's going to be times when he just doesn't. You know, so and, and he had three turnovers, which he needs to clean up. I think he's probably averaging three turnovers a game. I had to guess two and a half. So I'd like him to clean that up. But once he gets the ball down low, I feel like he's got 18 arms on him. And, you know, eventually you're going to cough the ball up. So uh felt like they're the team started off bad, you know, the, looking for somebody to get offense. Uh, didn't really find anybody. I thought the defense was pretty good at the start of the game, um, but they, you know, Illinois only had four points through five minutes, and then they went on a 7-0 run um, and and took the lead at like 11, it was 11-9, and I thought, okay, all right, these boys are fighting. It's going to be a good game. Um, then Kipper comes in, and uh, yeah. Harper knocks two threes down right in front of his face, and, and Harper was just – unreal in this game harper jr had 27 points 11 for 14 from the field and he was five of five from behind three um and and as a team rugger shot 46.7 percent from behind the arc so you know and then last night in rutgers loss harper goes one of four from three and they shoot 16 percent is so that is that an statement on illinois defense or just an off night you think i i, I don't think their defense was terribly bad it, it lacked in the second half but I mean like with Kipper you know he just he plays off of people so much sometimes that that you know you're gonna leave guys wide open they're gonna make them um well, we were thinking we were thinking that it'd be Geo Baker that would be a huge problem right but it was Ron Harper Jr. I mean Rutgers yeah. has guys like they they are good the problem for them is that they're only like a home team at this point yeah really hard to beat there if you get the crowd going at the rack it's not a very big place. It's got to be very hard to play. And on top of the fact, you don't even have your best player. Right. I think they fought well in the first half, and, like, but the second half was pretty ugly. Yeah, and and Kipper, I, he gave up those two threes. He got two points, played for three minutes. So um, Underwood was apparently fed up with it too, letting him do that. Um, uh, DeMonte ended up picking up his second foul. Uh, 
you know, pretty early in this in the first half, uh, and he was like 35 feet from the basket, which you put DeMonte on the bench, there goes your best defensive guy. I would say Io's probably your second best defensive guy just because of his length and athleticism. Um, so I think it really showed that, you know, with Io out, not only did it hurt the offensive side of the ball, in the second half it really hurt the defensive side of the ball too. Um, but uh, Tevion came in, uh, made a three right off the bat. Um, and and I think that's what everybody that, you know, is like, let's play Tevion, you know, let's give him some time. Everybody liked to see that. He ended up getting 19 minutes this game, uh, 2-8 from the field, 2-7 uh, from three. He did take a couple threes that maybe he probably shouldn't have. But you know what? When you're looking for scoring, I don't care who's shooting it, you know. Uh, just, just trying to get the ball in the hoop. Um, and he did have that one three that he missed, and he ran the whole length of the court and probably had one of the best blocks I've seen. Um, the way that he ran the, ran the floor and, and spiked that thing off the backboard, uh, that was pretty sweet. But uh, and, and, of course, with DeMonte's foul trouble, he only played 16 minutes this game. So when your best defender only gets 16 minutes, he ended up only having three fouls on the game. So – I think it, I think Underwood was trying to look for more offense than than anything. Um, also, uh, with Tevion coming in, Tyler Underwood came in for a few minutes because Illinois needed bodies in the game, um, and Rutgers went to immediately to McGahey, who uh, or McCauley. I don't know how you say his name. I don't know uh, the dude with the headband. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they went immediately to him, and Underwood, you could just tell, was outmatched. Um, and at that point, the lineup was Tevion, uh, Tyler Underwood, Felice, DeMonte, and Georgie. So not, not a lot of offense uh, with that lineup. Uh, this was a game where Frazier really needed to have a, a really good game. And once again, he just can't find his shot. Um, he, he made you know a couple jumpers early. Um, missed a three badly um, towards the end of the first half. Ended up one and nine from three point and uh, two of thirteen from the field. It feels so, like it feels like Frazier hits a couple shots early and then it's just silent. Disappears. And it, Same and, thing against Penn State. Yeah, but Penn State, he didn't. I don't think he took as many shots. Well, he didn't have to. Um, right, but but Frazier ended up playing thirty nine minutes in this game. That's a so lot. He, he played a bunch. Um, so maybe some of that's fatigue, missing all those shots. I don't really know. Um, I I just I, and and part of it might have had to do with Io being out. So Rutgers put their best defender on him, and you know didn't get a lot of open looks. I guess. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I just hope that he finds a shot. You know they got six days off. I hope he's. I know he's putting up shots. It, it's not the effect that he's not. Um, I think it's just a confidence thing. You know, he, he doesn't have it right now. So, uh, Illinois ends up running a 1-3-1 zone towards the end of the half. I don't know if you remember that. You said you don't remember the game, but I'm sure you remember that junk. I that do Illinois remember that, how awful that was. Um, had Georgie at the top of the zone, had Kofi in the middle, and then the two wings, you know, outside. And then Frazier was under the hoop. And I I don't know what who came up with this, what – assistant or if this was Underwood's well, grand scheme it's or... almost like Underwood would like lost a bet and had to do this <laughs> yeah I, I stupid mean it was it was unreal um 
I, I uh, saw some comments that said, you know, they were getting stops. Why did they go away from it? This is how the sequence went with the one three one. First time down, Rutgers missed a bunny by the hoop. Second time down, they missed a wide open three. And then the next two times down, they had backdoor passes to the to the box with Frazier on them. Who's going to do what? So um, I'm just going to beg Brad Underwood because I know he listens because yeah, he, did, he did have our starting lineup <clears throat> for this game. Obviously um, he listens. Yeah. Please never run the one three one again. And if you do, please don't put Frazier at the bottom of it. Imagine he pulls it out in like the Big Ten tournament or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I would go nuts. Um, and, and then Georgie, you know, he, we talked about him coming off the bench. He was your player of the game. He had a couple of nice baby hooks, um, you know, had three offensive rebounds, seven rebounds total, a block and only one turnover, like he said. So uh, really thought that, okay, maybe Georgie's figuring this out and then Penn state game comes along. That all changes, but um, Illinois was only down two at half. Uh, I was pretty happy with it. I know that you text me pretty solid half. Um, they missed the last six threes they took of the half and uh, ended up eight for 28 from three point. Uh, 28 threes is not going to win you very many games. I don't care if you I – mean, unless you make half of them, I guess, it might win you games. But Didn't Tyler Underwood shoot a three? Uh, he did. He did, yeah. Well, what the hell is up with that? I don't probably it was probably into the shot clock and somebody had to chuck one up. I, don't I think know. I think I remember there's like four <laughs> seconds left. He could have swung it one more time. I think uh, you're not going to win a game if he's shooting a three, just for the record. Right. You see his um, shot? My God. <laughs> he like flipped it up there. They had no chance. I think you think it'd be better, but yep. Um, Griffin had a good night. First start of his career, I believe. Um, had a season high uh, 35 minutes. Which is is crazy to think that he's played that he played thirty five minutes because he's been averaging maybe fifteen sixteen, um, and Underwood hasn't really been trusting him, I guess, or I don't I don't know why Underwood doesn't play him more. Um, I have a hard time believe it, believing it's defense, but um, I know he really Underwood really likes defensive guys. But Griffin led the team in scoring with fourteen points, three of six from three. Um, but he didn't make a shot inside the arc. Uh, ended up three of eleven from the field. So it, he's not real strong going to the hole. Uh, he's more of just a set shooter. Get your shots up when you got a chance. Um, I like it that way. You know that that's who he needs to be. I, and I feel like he was probably pressing more again. Once again, you know, Io not there. Probably pressing more to get shots up. So. Um, it's amazing how how good he is at rebounding, um, how good he is at knowing where the ball's going. Ended up having six rebounds, three offensive. I I always point out offensive rebounds because they're such a big part of the game. Um, so you're gonna hear me say offensive rebounds all the time, but but that's what you need um, to win games. Did they win this game? No, but that's what you need. Um, they ended up getting back within seven with 12 minutes left. Uh, and they, I think they scored four points or something over that eight minutes. So I don't know if the defense was so bad. It's just that Rutgers, you know, they found a way to, I mean, Harper just dagger after dagger after dagger. Um, 
Harper did have a very nice flop as Georgie tried to go to the hole. Um, don't know why the flop, the, this flop rule is just obsolete anymore, but they showed it like six times. And I don't even think Georgie touched him. He just kind of fell over. So uh, Illinois ended up shooting 29% in the second half. Rutgers shot 50% in the second half, uh, 49.1% from the game for the game for Rutgers. So that's going to be hard to, hard to beat. And like I said, maybe it was more Illinois' defense. I don't know. Um, Kofi only had two points in the second half. I don't know why he didn't get more touches in the second half. I think he probably should have. Um, but I don't think anybody thought Illinois was going to win this game. Like I said, uh, really had a really good first half, and then the second half just kind of fizzled out. Um, hashtag Illini. Oh, boy. Uh, Chris Julian at CH Julian. Don't go follow him. Probably block him if uh, you get on Twitters. He put, after Illinois loses to Rutgers, I understand they lost four straight, but look at who they lost four straight to. It's not like it was the bottom of the barrel. Um, lose at Rutgers without your best player. And he puts, I think, hashtag Illini, this year could they could absolutely win one or two games in the tournament. It just so happens to be the NIT rather than the NCAA. That's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> really got him with that one. First of um, all, yeah. uh, un- unbelievably stupid comment, number one. Yes. Uh, number two, I don't even think Illinois would want to play in the NIT, and if they did, they would dummy kids in the NIT, okay? <laughs> they would win the NIT. But then at the end of the day um, – this is proof that the hashtag Illini clan, which I do hashtag Illini when I tweet, I just don't tweet ridiculously stupid, I just, reactive things. Yeah, it's amazing how overreactive. I saw the NIT stuff. I've seen it after every single loss yeah. leading into the Penn State game. Like I saw it after the Michigan State game. It said Illinois tournament bound, NIT, blah, blah, blah. Like, eh. Okay, do these people hope that that happens, or are they just saying that because they actually believe that, or they're just – I don't know. They're just, like, bashing people, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't get it. What, I don't know what that helps or what that does or anything like that. It makes you look like a fool. <laughs> I understand losing four if they would – you know, if, if they would have went on, and we talked about this, if they would have went on and they only beat Nebraska and Northwestern, they would have ended up 10-2. and two or 10 and 10 in the big, they still had a pretty good chance of making the tournament. So, um, and, and Illinois has been, um, with this four game losing streak was only shooting 36.3% from the field, which they average around like 44, 45. So, you know, you go through slumps, it happens. And they went through slumps against really good teams and they still had a chance to win almost every one of those games. I'd um, say they had a chance to win every single one except for this one. This one, yeah. I mean, Iowa, they had a chance. Yep. And then Michigan, Michigan State, State was they had brutal. Ball. I mean, yeah. yeah. They ended up having the ball with a chance to win at the end. You know, you don't, Maryland, you, you they you just collapsed. Some, some sweat. Yeah, they were up 18 against Maryland. So, it's not that they were just getting wiped by people. So, um, I think somebody said that Illinois would be like 21 and whatever they are. Um, if like there's a four point difference between them winning 21 games this year, it's ridiculous. Winning 16, so 
So they're in games. They finished a lot of those games that they didn't finish last year. So you got to be happy with it. Uh, post-game Underwood, that's all I got from him. Without our guy, without our alpha, I love that he calls him the alpha, I thought we competed. We took way too many threes. You can't shoot 28 three-pointers on the road and expect a win. Trent isn't going to go two for 13 every night. Our roles were different today, and that was evident. And I think that's the most fair thing he's ever said after a loss. <laughs> yep. Yep. I thought it was, it was spot on. So, um, again, tough loss. Uh, it is what it is. Rutgers at the rack. They've only lost one game there. We didn't have IO. Move on. Beat Penn State. Which we didn't <laughs> think would happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else on Rutgers before we go to Penn State, though? All I have on Rutgers is good luck in the tournament because if you can't win on the road, you they have one road win. Yes. Unbelievably weird year for Rutgers. I think they have a ton of talent. But, uh, you know, Illinois, I'll take a season split against Rutgers. I mean, yep. they're very similar teams. Yep. Um, I do think that Rutgers might be a little bit better outside shootings because I think Baker and Harper are a little bit better. Uh, yeah. And, well, and with the year Trent's had. I mean, besides yeah. Griffin, Illinois doesn't really have a three-point This shooter. has been a different year for Frazier. He's not relied on as much as he was the first two years he was yeah. here. Because yeah. I think Io's really, you know, what we expected him to do if he stayed for a year or two, Io would come into his own, and right. uh, which he has. And then Feliz has, has expanded his offensive role. Coburn comes in. It's just a different year for Frazier. Hopefully he can adjust to that because I think next year is going to be very similar because you're going to be likely bringing in two more guards who are mm-hmm. going to be very uh, – yeah, Illinois going to have Illinois is going to have plenty of guards next year. <laughs> so hopefully Frazier can adjust. I hope he doesn't transfer. I have no reason to think that he ever would. Yeah, but no, I don't know. think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But, yeah, so um, Illinois, Penn State, Illinois wins 62-56 against – Number nine, Penn State at Penn State. Um, Penn State opened as a six and a half point favorite, and every tweet, Twitter, hashtag I saw said Penn State's going to win by double digits if IO's not back. But guess what, Illini Nation? IO was back. I really didn't expect him to be back. I'm not I, don't, I didn't expect him to be back either. Um, I had Illinois winning this game. 73-65. I said Io would score 22 points, and we would get the dub. So I was close. I mean, that on was that solid, solid uh, prediction. <laughs> I'd say. Um, you had Penn State winning this 75-68. I don't blame you for that. We didn't know if Io was going to be back, but um, player of the game. I don't know who you went with, but I went with Io. No, I did too. But oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Demonte Williams because I think his defense in this game was next he, level. Yes, absolutely. Shutting down Lamar Stevens, which is basically what he did. That's your key. We've seen every freaking year Lamar Stevens has been at Penn State. He has killed Illinois, <laughs> yes. and he finally doesn't do it, and they win. Shocking, and it's the best team he's been on too at Penn State. So, Demonte Williams was next level. I know he had four yes. fouls at the end. But man, yep, yep. He uh, he had a great defensive game, definitely did. So, um, Io, I mean, just unreal coming back. Uh, supposedly seventy five percent on the knee, 
Uh, he was quoted saying, I just knew our team needed the win. So I thought he looked great. I, I, I didn't see, I mean, the way he moved and he the, fell a couple the times. times he went to the ground. Yeah. I, I kind of grimaced and he didn't seem to, didn't seem to bother him. Um, yeah. So I was 70, if this is 75%, I can't wait until he's a hundred again. And this is a perfect so. game to come back. Cause now they don't play again until Monday. So Absolutely. he's got some yeah. time off because yep. if like, maybe if his knee swelled up or something, blah, 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 yeah. he'll be okay for the next game, which is huge. Yeah. And that's why I think that's what everybody was thinking is that a lot of people thought Illinois probably doesn't have a good chance of winning this game. Rest him, get him an you know, extra week off. Apparently it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was bad. I assume, but it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Io, nine of 15 from the field, 24 points, one of three from three. Uh, the one three hit was in transition, uh, big time, big time three. He was five of eight from the line. Uh, Illinois' free throws are really struggling lately. Io missed the fr- missed, he was one of two twice. Um, they shot 61.1% from free throw line. Um, but I had four rebounds and a steal. Um, he completely took this game over in the second half, like he has been and, and said, boys, we're going to win this. So, uh, once again, new starting lineup, we got IO Frazier, Felice, DeMonte and Kofi. So, um, Felice obviously getting the start over Georgie. Um, I, I believe this is going to be a trend. Do you think? Yeah, I think unless like they need to go a little bigger. Um, yeah. Also on the free throw thing real quick, you'll probably mention it later, but how about that, that technical two shower Frazier missed them both. Uh, I thought it, free point, throws I've ever seen from a guy that shoots 88%. And the weird thing is it felt like on that side of the court, because Lamar Stevens did the exact same thing, except I think he made one, but he was shooting it yeah. short too. I don't know if it was something like that. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but that was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I do I talk about it later, but I, I will talk. We can talk about it now. Um, I've I've always questioned Underwood sending Io to the line when there's a flagrant one or anything like this. You know, you got an 88 percent free throw shooter on your team. Well, now I understand. I guess. Um, Frazier parent I, I don't know I, I mean I was baffled that he missed those I thought that was that like bad. I thought that was a collapse a sign of, of what's coming yeah yeah luckily Illinois had a four-point lead at, yeah but so so this game if anybody watched it on Fox Sports one was uh all access is what they called it um so basically there were commentators which I I, I think you either need commentators or you just need to let the let let you hear the team, the coach, and all that stuff. Um, personally, that's what I thought. Uh, it was interesting, though, to listen to people at you know during the timeouts and listen to the coaches. Uh, did you like it? Were you a fan of it? Um, at first, I didn't like it very much. Now, I, I think it's okay. The problem for me is that I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. Like the announcers it was, couldn't really hear it, them. Yeah, it was really weird how they had the mix in there, I think. Um and it was really loud at the arena, I'm sure. Yeah. And you got to hear yeah, and it, there was a lot of crowd noise and stuff. Um you got to hear uh Brad Underwood's great timeout talks, um, where he said like five, six words. Um my brother actually texted me and he said, Now I know why Underwood doesn't call timeouts because he really doesn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> so uh and and you got to see that 
Pat Chambers apparently wants the refs to review every play. Um, I, I think he said, look at it probably as many times as he said, number 11 goes right all the time. So, and what happened? Oh, number 11 <laughs> went right and he still couldn't stop it. <laughs> yep. He did until that last play. Um, but we'll talk about that uh, guy on Twitter. I know I, I only put this in because I know that you'll appreciate it. Um, Justin Dell at Justin Dell, I believe. I don't know him, but if you want to follow him, he has good takes. Um, <laughs> I'll take FS1 all access broadcast over Dockage on ESPN a hundred times out of a hundred. Hashtag Illini. Yeah, I agree. Big time, big time. I think that uh, at least we only hear Dockage like once or twice on Illinois games a year. <laughs> right. And when we do, which was the Michigan State game, he couldn't get over his love for Izzo for the entire game. <laughs> My God. There was about 61 Izzo mentions in the first 10 minutes of the game before they ever said anything about Underwood, which is fair. Izzo's way better than Underwood, but seriously, come on. True, true. Um, Illinois didn't start out too great in this game. Uh, Io had a turnover right off the bat. Um, only had one other turnover the rest of the game, though. And Kofi was missing bunnies. Um, they were they were just – and he, he had a couple silly fouls early. Um, Kofi was getting touches early, though. Got 10 shots up. So, again, it, when he's hitting double digits, getting shots up, I think that's good for Illinois. Uh, went 6-10 to 10 from the field today for – uh, today, Wednesday, <laughs> Tuesday, whatever day Tuesday. that was. Tuesday. <laughs> um, so 14 points, seven rebounds. And, and I thought he played defense really well. Uh, there were a couple times where he left his feet, probably shouldn't have. There was a time where Watkins, I, I don't even know what he, Kofi was thinking because Watkins never came up to set the pick, but Kofi came up and they just threw a lob to Watkins behind him, which, you know, but but you can just see when Kofi's moving his feet and he is a presence inside, these teams don't know what to do. And and Penn State wasn't scoring from three. I texted you before the game and I said, I said Penn State, they either need to stop Penn State for, from shooting or they got to be cold tonight for Illinois to have a chance. Luckily, they were cold, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I think that, that Kofi's still – I said it – in the last game, he's very unpolished. I don't think there's any way he goes to the draft this year. Um, just watching him in these last two games, you know, maybe maybe there's a reason why he wants to. Um, you know, like with Myers Leonard, I know Myers waited till his sophomore year, but Myers went because Myers wanted to take care of his family and and things like that. Um, I I just don't think there's any way that he can go to the NBA right now. Um, he did get two early fouls, um, though he had two fouls with 15 minutes and 50 seconds left. Um, and with all access, you could hear the ref say if the Penn state player didn't fall down, he wouldn't have called a foul, which I don't understand that at all. Um, so I guess if the guy would have stayed on his feet and not tripped over him, then Kofi wouldn't have got the foul. Um, so, you know, typical Underwood. Kofi to the bench, 1550. Um, and I'll come back to that here in a little bit. Uh, Frazier started the game good, made, made an 18-foot jumper, um, then goes quiet again. Uh, only shot one three, was two of four from the free throw line. Of course, we talked about the two free throws he missed. Um, they were just not good. Uh, felt like Griffin started off really good, made a couple threes, got fouled on one of the threes for a four-point play. 
Uh, he had so he had seven points within the first eight minutes or whatever. Only ended up with nine points, three of five shooting, two of four from three, four rebounds, and two steals. Which the two steals um, is is why I'm questioning why he doesn't play more. Uh, he only got 17 minutes this game. Apparently, his defense isn't that bad if he's getting two steals. I mean, he had the most steals on the team. Um, so I don't. I maybe it was a thing where they needed Demonte in more, but I just. I don't know. I thought it was weird that he went from playing 35 minutes, playing 17 minutes, and he's the third leading scorer on the team, probably third, fourth. So, I just Underwood's just Underwood being Underwood, I guess. Um, Kofi came back in uh, with two fouls with 8:54 left in the first half, and I we've talked about Underwood not playing guys with two fouls. Underwood, this is not the time you play a guy with two fouls. You're up five with 8.54 left in the half. Why put in him? Why put him in? This is the only time I'm ever going to question him. There was no reason. They didn't need to run. They didn't need, you know, they didn't need points. They just need to get stops. Um, Ended up not fouling, thank goodness. Uh, Stevens ended up picking up his second foul around that time he sat for the last nine minutes, but he played every other minute than those last nine minutes of the first half. So, and like you said, DeMonte shut him down. Felt like Georgie went back to being the Georgie we've seen all year. Um, Not the Georgie that we saw at Rutgers that did smart things and made good shots. And I mean, he was one of six from the field and he was missing baby hooks his little baby hook that he usually makes. Um, He missed one. He was wide open, literally in front of the hoop, and missed it somehow. Uh, He ended up having two turnovers, uh, four rebounds. I just – he just struggled. But I – it is what it is, I guess. Georgie's just going to – he's going to have some decent games, and then he's going to have really bad games. Um, didn't take any threes though, did he? I don't believe so. You know, I think they've got him to to back off on doing that, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Illinois goes on a five minute drought, which Illinois seems to go on five minute droughts often. Um, Frazier ended up getting his pocket picked by by Penn State, and the guy went down. Uh, Penn State ended up taking a twenty two twenty lead at that point. Um, Io ends up making a bucket to to you know get Illinois kind of going a little bit in the right direction, um, and then the half ends with probably one of the weirdest calls I've I'm not ever seen, but but so there was a jump ball called, and then Watkins started throwing bows at Io or whatever he was doing, clearly going to be teed up. Um, there's no doubt about it. I don't think anybody thought, oh, he's not going to get teed up. Um, so they don't call the jump ball. They give Illinois the ball back after Frazier chokes on the two free throws. Um, and then uh, Illinois gets the ball back at half, too, which ended up being huge um, considering how the game ends, uh, which I'll get into in a that, little bit. Uh, that whole scenario. It was just strange that 
they called a jump ball, but since it was Illinois' ball, yeah, it, it wasn't a jump ball. I and guess. the ref, the ref walks up to Underwood and he's like, "You're gonna get two two shots and the ball, or flagrant, or he said it's mm-hmm. a flagrant two or something." And Underwood's like, "What's that mean?" So <laughs> it was basically the no. Michael Scott equivalent of uh, like I'm five. <laughs> and then he's like, "You're gonna get two shots and the ball." Then he sends Frazier to the line, and Frazier. The exact same shot both times. Yeah, just short-armed, ugly. Um, so, yeah, in, in Underwood said, you know, he asked about the ball, you know, the, the jump ball and all that, and Illinois, and they said, no, you're getting the ball at half. And then Chambers, during the halftime speech, was talking about how they were getting the ball at half. So, I don't know how – I didn't get to hear how that all played out when they came back out and found out it was actually Illinois' ball. But um, Illinois goes in at half up four points can't be mad about that Penn State was one of nine from three in the first half and Illini was leading the rebounds 23-18 which is you know they've been known to lead rebounds and still lose games but it's pretty good um having you know having a lead in that department so uh they started out the second half. Penn State made a three in tr- transition. Ended up making another three, and I'm like, okay, Penn State's going to start shooting threes again. Illinois might be in trouble. Uh, they ended up. Penn State only made four threes out of 19 attempts, and uh, and they they're averaging nine threes a game. So, uh, absolutely had a lot to do with Demonte. Um, I I literally wrote down that he was a defensive juggernaut. Um, Stevens played 31 minutes, like I said, and DeMonte guarded him for 24 of those minutes. Um, held him to three of 11 shooting. Oh, t- he didn't make a three, he was 0 for two from three and was a season low 27% from the field. Uh, DeMonte had two blocks, had a, a steal, and had four assists. And one of the assists was a fantastic find to Io on a back cut. So um, only took one shot. I I still wish that he would shoot a little bit more just to keep people honest. Um, and then uh, he had his fourth foul. We talked about how he had four four fouls was towards the end of the game, and it was Illinois shooting free throws. They missed the free throw, and Demonte trying so hard to get the rebound, I guess ended up fouling, which ended up giving Penn State two free points at the other end. Uh, not a good way to get a get a, get a, get your fourth foul, um, but again, great defensive game. Not going to complain about Demonte at all because that's what he's there for. And you know what, he Stevens only had thirteen points. So I've been I've been uh, seeing all season how oh does Demonte Williams do anything of value for a college basketball team? <laughs> well, this was the value right there. Absolutely, this game right and there. this isn't the only game he's done it. You know, he's, he's been he's doing been it a lot. Very good defensively this season. And the fact that he hit two three balls, shockingly, against Maryland, <laughs> I believe it was. Yes. So there you go. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. And DeMonte, keep him in the starting role. Keep him on the best guy. I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, Kipper, however, I'm not perfectly fine with. Um heard a lot of praise on Twitter about Kipper and how great he is at defense and all this stuff. Uh, Kipper played 16 minutes this game 
And, and I felt like he was a big reason why Penn state stayed in this game. Um, he came in and, and Penn state went on a nine Oh run. Seven of those were with Kipper in the game and were directly reflective of what Kipper did. Um, he got blocked once going up for a dunk and afterwards on the all access, you heard Underwood tell him Kipper, you're Oh, for your career on dunks, just lay it up. So I, I don't know how many times Kipper's been blocked trying to go up for a dunk, but it's got to be 10. Um, and next time, so uh, Penn State comes down. Griffin makes a nice steal off a nice read, gives it up to Kipper. Kipper misses the layup. Um, next time Illinois comes down, Kipper gets the ball, you know, in his spot on the wing that he does and tries to do in his backup. I don't know what he was going to try to do out of, out, out of it. Ends up trying to do a spin move. Ball flies around. Shot clock violation. Um, so, so Kipper directly affected that 7-0 run, I felt. Um, he did have a great stop against Stevens towards the end of the game. So props for your one stop. Um, but 16 minutes. Uh, you know who didn't play this game? Tevion Jones. Tevion Jones. So... I'll talk about more later also. Um, I, I don't know why Kipper is getting all this time over Tevion, but apparently Underwood thinks that Kipper is better than him. Um, it, Illinois kind of started getting into their little uh, no offense ran. Um, they were running a lot of high screens, and Penn State was playing them very well. They were coming out very far on them um, and, and taking away passing angles from them. And Illinois was having a hard time getting shot clock violations, all that. Um, Feliz comes down, and Feliz does what Feliz does, gets Illinois out of tough situations, um, ends up making a little jumper in the lane like he does, ends a five-minute drought. Uh, Feliz was 2 of 7 from the field, but his two shots were instrumental in this win. He stopped that, that five-minute drought, and then there was one later on that he made that was, that was pretty – pretty big um he ended up having seven rebounds two offensive and his his last offensive rebound was basically the game winner um but but all this uh Feliz making that shot started a little 10-2 run for Illinois um Io started taking over the game uh you know just kind of doing what Io does uh, when he when Iowa wasn't scoring, he was getting you know making nice passes to Kofi. Kofi was you know doing things. Uh, I did. This was kind of when I was talking about Kofi's defense. I, I thought it was solid. Um, he had that little guard come in the lane and left his feet, which led to to a little dump off to Watkins, I believe, or whoever was underneath the hoop. Um, and I just like Kofi. You're seven foot. When your hands are up, you're ten foot. You don't need to jump when a six-one guy's trying to take a little jumper um, down in the lane. Just stay on your feet, stick with the big guy. You know you'll you'll be okay. So um, Illinois was up fifty-six, fifty-two with four minutes left after leaving uh, Penn State with a wide open three. Uh, I feel like Illinois still leading people with wide open threes a lot. Um, part of the reason why they lost some of those games was was because of that. Um, and then after that is when Felice did get his, his bucket under four minutes up four, 
needed a score, and that that's what Felice does. So um, felt like down the stretch there was a lot of Illinois doing a lot of nothing. Um, There's three or four shot clock violations in the last five minutes at least. Um, and and like I said, Penn State was just closing out on them, and they did not have anywhere to go with it. And there was probably three or four times towards the end where I'm like, Illinois, you got to score. You got to score. And it was either shot clock violation or Frazier throwing up a three with no time left on the shot clock. And I thought, oh, no, we're going to lose this game. Um, so, you know, they ended up getting good stops still. Uh, Two-point game with a minute left. Shot goes up. Felice gets the rebound, ends up getting a jump ball off of it, which goes back to that non-jump ball call at the end of the first half. So it's Illinois' ball. Um, Io gets the ball with, I think there's 20 seconds left on the shot clock, 29 in the game. And Chambers is like, he's getting the ball, he's getting the ball. Number 11 goes right, number 11 goes right. And, and Io, I mean, he, Io even talked about it after the game. Um, you know, he, he started going right. They didn't screen, so there was no guy coming out to stop him. Um, just kind of let Io do what Io does. Had a nice crossover between the legs at three-point line and then hit the little floater to end the game. So, um, really good finish from Io. A really good game from the whole team, I felt. Um, minus Kipper Nichols. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, you know what? First win, first true road win for the Line Eye versus a top 10 team since 2012. First r- road win against a top 10 team in the Big Ten since 2008. Um, Io, I think, solidified the fact that he will be an NBA player in this game. Uh, I don't think there's. I, Unless something crazy happens, I don't see him coming back. Um, I think unless... the fact that he tested the waters last year, yeah, kind of you know, no matter what, I think he's gonna go. Yeah, I think I think that's just his his plan, his mindset, and and I think you know he cleans a few things up. His game is gonna look really good in the NBA um, compared to to you know how the how the game's played at the college level. So um, I, I hate to complain about coaching and, and I think everybody thought Underwood coached the greatest game of his life in this game. And I am going to have to disagree with that personally. Wow. Um, You know, they won. So you probably shouldn't bitch about coaching, but I'm going to Tavion Jones had zero minutes. Kipper had 16 I uh, didn't think that he was efficient myself. I didn't think Kipper was efficient. Apparently, everybody else thought he was. Maybe that's just my Kipper goggles. Or maybe I'm wearing Kipper goggles. But Anti-Kipper goggles. <laughs> Anti-Kipper goggles. Um, after the Rutgers game, Underwood was asked about Tevion, where, he, where Tevion played 19 minutes. This is what Underwood said. It's earned. I don't care who you are. You've got to earn the right to be on the court. There's a lot that goes into that. He keeps working his tail off. That's growing. He gets better every day. If he weren't, I wouldn't play him. His worth ethic has been very, very consistent. But I've been <laughs> pleased with what he's been doing. And then the next game, I'm going to play him zero minutes. And then the next game, he doesn't even see the court. I, I mean, I, I, I guess you don't 
I, I guess he's afraid to throw him in there when they're winning or something. I don't know. Like, Tevion only gets good minutes when Illinois is losing. He's got, like, the, 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 the forward version of the Tyler Underwood role. <laughs> right. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, I understand that he went two for seven or whatever, but he made two shots. What, how about, Kipper scored two points this game. How about we do this? Kipper – Versus Tevion one on one, whoever wins gets fifteen minutes a game. The other one gets. I bet Tevion would block Kipper seventeen times. Exactly. So do it. <laughs> go go from there. Um, tell them to play one on one, but don't tell them what it is about. Right. So they just think that they're playing one on one for fun, but then <laughs> like that. they will notice eventually. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I and then um, I text my brother because you know they go in the huddle and and literally it looked like Underwood was like he had his board out. And it must have had X's drawn on it. And then he's just looking up and then he's just saying names and, and pointing like, do these guys not know? I mean, I'm pretty sure that he runs three offense offensive sets. Um, and, and most of them consist of a screen and some movement and then nothing. Um, so I'm really not sure what he was doing there. Uh, Late in the game, I can't stand that what little offense he runs, that he just quits doing it. Um, he ran a 1-4 a few times down the court where he had Io up top and the other four guys on the baseline, like you run a 1-4. And then with seven seconds left on the shot clock, they send Kofi or whoever up to, to screen, and Penn State closes out like they did 8 billion times that game. And guess what? Io can't get a pass off. He can't get to the hoop. Shot clock violation. Let's run an offense when we're up six points and hope that we can get some movement and and get an open shot. What what are we doing, Brad? Sorry, that's my rant. Um, sorry, Illini <laughs> Nation. It's just how I feel. I feel like this team could be a lot better. Is all I'm saying. Um, Illinois only shot 10 points or 10 threes this game. Um, so quite a difference between 28. Uh, I feel like a lot of that had to do is how Penn State plays defense. They, they come out a lot on things just like they did on the screens, um, but they leave a lot inside. So it'll be interesting if Illinois plays Penn State, you know, come Big Ten tournament or whatever, if uh, Chambers decides to, to change that up. So – um, they ended up uh, breaking a six-game losing streak against Penn State. They hadn't beat Penn State since January 31st, 2015, which is unreal because Penn State's been not good either. Um, and it's the first time since 2015 that Illinois has, nine, has won nine conference games, and they still got five more left. So I predicted them to go 11-9 and nine in the conference for the record, so I'm a genius. <laughs> You think they're only going to win two more? Well, at the beginning of the season, I had 11 and 9. So if they do win two more, it makes me look good. It does. It does. Even if they win three more, they're like, well, you at, we're at 11. You set the bar right there. That's right. And That's right. did you know that Penn State dropped seven spots in the net after this game? Really? And Duke, who lost by double digits to NC State, didn't drop at all? That's interesting. That net, it's really good. That's B I A S. 
because it's something like they don't count if it's over a certain amount of points, right? Or something. I don't know how the net the whole works. thing is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Stupid. So great win on the road against number ti- number nine team in the nation. Um, pretty much uh, punched their ticket. I and I'll knock on some wood right now, but it I'm would saying, be hard. Punch their ticket to the tournament. Yeah. It would be hard not to make the tournament. Uh, at this yeah. Point. I mean, they they're they would literally have to go 0-5 to finish, I think. Well, they got two trap games coming up, so be aware. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, but, yeah, good good game, good team game. Glad Io's back. Glad he's healthy. Glad everything's okay with him. Uh, much needed win. As much as people thought that, you know what, it's all right if they lose this, uh, this win helps this team more than – then I think, you know, you can you can physically talk about because it was needed on the skid. Yeah, I think that Penn State definitely didn't have their best game, but I think Illinois really played a good game, uh, which they needed. I did not expect Io to come back, like I said, but first of all, just it goes to show that if Io didn't play this game, they had no chance. <laughs> True. No chance. True. Unless I, Frazier yeah. starts to actually make shots, yeah. but it's, it's, yeah, it shows how how big Io mean, how much Io means to this team, and how good they are. Um, he he can literally take over games, and that's exactly what he did. So now, after multiple days of rest, Illinois will be at home against Nebraska on Monday. That game is at seven o'clock. Uh, it's on Big Ten Network, which I think most of their games remaining are on Big Ten Network. Yeah. Um, this is a trap game. No other way around it. That is that. This is the definition of a trap game. Just um, win. That's all I got to do. Just yeah. win. Nebraska uh, currently, as we speak, is giving Michigan State a game. Um, it's on their. It's it is at Nebraska. So I'm yeah, sure that they That's are. Nebraska is seven, seven and 18, two of 12 in the conference, uh, but they have beat Purdue and Iowa. Um, and they took Maryland um, all the way to the brink uh, at Maryland, 72 70, lost that game. And then they lost at Rutgers, 75 72. So they've been in some games. Um, but I think that's just the Big Ten. You know, yeah. people are going to have nights. People are going to be high. They, they stay in games, Nebraska does. And I think yeah. that. Uh, Beating Iowa and Purdue, obviously Purdue, we know the almighty God that they are 13 and 12 or 14 and 13. Everyone thinks that they're <laughs> so good and all these yeah. metrics have them ranked in the top 20, but yeah, I'm whatever. pretty sure that they have that still have them as like a six or a seven seed in the tournament in all the bracketology. Ridiculous. Things. So CBS doesn't though. Well, good. The guy who does CBS is a Purdue alum. Oh really? And he okay. has them as uh, the fourth, uh, the the first four out. He he's uh, produced on there. Well, good. Nebraska's not going to make the tournament. I'll tell you that. Nope. Unless um, they win the Big Ten tournament, which come on now. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, this is a the the six days off is I think very good for Iowa. I think it's good for the whole team. I mean, been playing a tough conference, tough schedule. Um, get some rest. But we all know what Illinois does after six, seven days off. A um, few games I will mention are oh My- Miami, Mizzou, Northwestern, which they almost gave up, and then Maryland. Um, so, yeah, not 
not the greatest team on rest. So hopefully they can they can come out of the gate and, you know, get things going early. Hopefully, you know, they, they have good practices leading up, things like that. Uh, be Nebraska, fair. Yep, go be ahead. fair. The Maryland game, they got off to a scorching hot start. They did. So I don't really know how much it has to do with the days off. Uh, the coached. Miami game was pathetic. Missouri game, pathetic. Northwestern game, mostly Big Ten. Northwestern played okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, But at know, home against yeah. Northwestern. And, and I think that we're so deep in the season now, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be an excuse for them. Um, right. And if they, they were to make it to the NCAA tournament, let's say they lose in the Big Ten tournament on Saturday and then they play on Friday – in the NCAA tournament, that's multiple days off, so there's no excuse for that either. Um, but yeah, this is a home game. This is a game they need to have. But we have to go in noting that it's not, you know, no one in the Big Ten's a pushover. I know the next two games for Illinois are against the worst teams in the Big Ten, but no one's just going to lay over against. Right. Them. Yep. There, there are games that you still need need to come out, and you got to play play hard and and win. Um, the these. These games aren't going to do anything for your resume um, by winning them, but if you lose them, it's not good. It's not good at all. So Nebraska uh, uh, apparently is a bunch of transfers is, is what I've read. Um, their senior guard, Cheatham, um, is averaging 12.4 points a game, and the other two guy, the other two leading scorers are both transfers in. So uh, Hoiberg has kind of – revamp that whole the whole team right now um but uh according to ken palm i know how much you like him over Haslametrics. um oh, <laughs> he said he says that this is the most likely win for illinois for the rest of the season so take it as you will you still got to come out you still got to play um i think i'm supposed to go to this game i haven't heard from my buddy lately but Hopefully, Illinois comes out. Uh, I think this is the only game left that's not sold out either. I heard there's like under 500 tickets. but The um, the metrics for Ken Palm, wow, that's so predictable. Illinois' most winnable games against the second worst team <laughs> at home. At home, wow. obviously. Good for he's, them. He's doing good things over there in Ken Palm land. That's so hard to – I don't think we could have figured that out ourselves. Wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Anyways, and then they Let's gotta go to they gotta go to Northwestern. Let's get Ken Palm on the podcast. Let's get him. Tear him to How, shreds. How's he come up with these great predictions? Yeah, he's excellent. Um, so I'll go over the metrics real quick. The oh, Haslam yeah. metrics Haslam, are way Haslam better Haslam than us. Ken Palm. Jeez. Uh, overall, Illinois is twenty seventh now, so I think they did move up a little bit. Uh, Nebraska is one hundred thirty third. So. They are 18th for strength of schedule. Illinois is 21st. Um, record quality, which is always a fun one. Illinois 38th, which is pretty respectable. And Nebraska 218th. Uh, offensive efficiency for Nebraska is 132nd. Illinois is um, 46th. And then defensive efficiency, Illinois 18. Nebraska 143rd. So I think that this is a game where Illinois should be able to put some points up if the shots are falling because this isn't going to be – this is going to be like, in terms of Big Ten, this is going to be a worse defense overall they're facing compared to Iowa, which Iowa's defense sucks. We all know that. Um, 
So I think they will put up some points. So I my prediction for this game would be uh, Illinois with 85 and Nebraska with 70. Illinois by 15. Okay. That's what I would go with. Um, yeah, I'll go uh, Illinois 82, Nebraska 68. So, I mean, that's, you know, Write that down. Fair. What did you just say? What was the score? I didn't even listen. 82 to 68. What did you say? 85 to 70. 85 to 70. All right. Yeah, we forgot to write those down before. (laughs) I got it. Don't worry. All right. On to Northwestern. Now that you got your Haslametrics out of the way. Yeah, this is a uh, big-time road game. They're not facing a good team, but it's very, very important to show up for this game. It's easier – I think it's easier for them to show up against a team like Penn State because you know what Penn State is. It's harder to show up against a team that is freaking horrible in the Big Ten. That you're supposed to be and shouldn't be a problem. The athleticism in this game is ridiculous. Like Northwestern's athleticism compared to Illinois is like a high school team versus a third grade team. (laughs) It's unfair. Yep. Um, Yeah. Illinois won the game 75-71. Um, at home or something like that. Let me look it up. Hold on, sorry. I should have wrote that down. It was a nail biter somehow, but hey, I mean Nebraska or uh, Northwestern's overall ranking is 102nd, so it's really not that bad. But they're one in 14 in the conference. Yeah, um, yeah, their conference record is not good. Um, Who did they beat in the conference? I, I'm gonna guess Nebraska. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> But at least, I, I, at least Nebraska has a couple I honestly of don't wins. know. Um, let me look real quick. Uh, Nebraska, 62 yeah. 57. So, what and they were at, at barn home. burner that must have been. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, this is just a, a game that you have to win. Um, Northwestern, of course, has had some good games down the stretch, too. They had a good game at Rutgers. Had a good game at Maryland. I don't – why does that keep happening? Why do I keep saying Rutgers and Maryland when I bring up these teams? Are those teams not as good as we thought they were, or what's going on here? Interesting. Rutgers, <laughs> is, Rutgers is a tale of two cities, really. Yeah, true. And then they lost to Purdue by only three. But, as we said, Purdue's kind of fallen off lately, um, which Purdue has a big game against Michigan this week. Yeah, Purdue is wake up, be terrible, or wake up and be great. <laughs> be unreal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, their best shooter, um, probably their best player is Cop. Uh, um, he's averaging 13.2 points a game. Uh, I, f- I don't know who's going to guard him. It's kind of my thing. Uh, I don't know if Io will be guarding him with Georgie coming off the bench. I assume Georgie would have guarded him, but I don't know if Georgie's quick enough to guard him. So, um, and then Bowie and Spencer also average in double digits. Um, Bowie's a solid player uh, when he gets going. So, again, need another win here. Uh, move Illinois to eleven and six in the Big Ten would be nice. Um, going into the last three games, be a really nice spot to be in. So, yeah. Um, but. And tickets are as low as $95. So there you go. <laughs> Why are they so high at Northwestern? I, that number is. They were that high earlier um, in the season. 
Six and nineteen team with one conference win. Let's go check. Them I out. assume that all those rich Northwestern people are wanting to see the the real Chicago team and the Fighting Illini. So. <laughs> yeah, not DePaul. It was DePaul there for a little bit, but if you watched DePaul against freaking Villanova last night, my God, Man. Villanova torched them. Yeah. Like it was unfair. I think Illinois would beat DePaul. That was just a product of early season play. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't J- Jalen Coleman lands is there too, right? I think. Yes, he is. Hope he's, he's having fun there. Loser. <laughs> Thanks for leaving. Yeah. We, didn't need his, you. we have better guards. Anyway. His shots. I don't even remember. I remember him being in Illinois, but I don't remember yeah. anything. He was, he, when he came to Illinois, there was talk that he would be the best shoot pure shooter Illinois ever had. There's talk about any four-star or five-star that goes to Illinois every single time. <laughs> like, True. remember Jeremy Richmond? Yes, he was I do. Great, and he was a punk. Well, that's he was more of a punk. And than anything. Uh, Io DeSumo supposed to be this one-and-done NBA superstar. Not really, but one-and-done <laughs> was the thought. That didn't happen. Yep. And then, yep. like, Coburn, I, there wasn't that much said about Kofi. I mean, no. he was going to be a big presence, but yeah, seven foot weird. Seven, being seven foot and athletic makes you a four star automatically. I think so. So basically, what this tells me is that with all the hype Curbelo's getting, he's going to be a dud, which hey, I hope isn't the case. I don't think that's true. Curbelo is. I think Curbelo is going to be tough. Yeah, but you said that Kofi was slow and all this stuff before he got here, and he's he was. Yeah, but. He was. You high school play compared to college is hard to. Yeah, but he's not playing. He's not playing. You know, Landfear and things like that. He's playing LeBron and Dwayne Wade's kids. Yeah, he I needs mean, to get. <laughs> he needs to get his boy Jonathan Kuminga, the number one recruit in twenty twenty one, to come to Illinois. Is that, that who New York he's talking to? Is that who they I don't, just offered I don't to? think that – I mean, no, he retweeted – somebody else. He yeah. retweeted a tweet that said, get your boy Kaminga to come to Illinois or something. The dude's number one in 2021. And there's is all about, like, Curbelo is a, a big presence in the New York high school basketball community or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully he can bring some guys with him. That'd be nice. We'll see. So. We'll see. Now, we Illinois already offered to one of their guys. We did. Okay. All right. Last uh, thing. Yeah. Haslametrics. Oh, Haslametrics. Hold on. I forget about uh, has Illinois twenty seventh overall, uh, Northwestern one hundred and second. Uh, schedule strength: Illinois twenty first, Northwestern is twelfth. Record quality: Illinois thirty eighth, Northwestern two hundred and thirty ninth. Uh, offensive efficiency: Illinois forty sixth, Northwestern seventy ninth. Defensive efficiency: Illinois eighteenth, and Northwestern one hundred thirtieth. So once again. Illinois should be able to put some points up. I know that uh, putting points up isn't all about the efficiency of the defense. It doesn't matter that much. But I think that Illinois will be able to put some points up. That's why I am going with an Illini victory 77-73. to 73. So they're going to be a little close. I think it's going to be close, huh? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Illinois 68, Northwestern 62. I think it's going to be in the 60s this time. Illinois going to have one of them struggles from the field on the on, not at home. What so, did you say? Sixty what to sixty what? Sixty eight to sixty three. So you think they're going to beat Nebraska by fourteen, Northwestern by five? That's fair. I have fifteen and four, so we're pretty close there in margin. Did you say seventy five, seventy seven, seventy three. 
right. I've nailed these scores a lot, so you should really listen to me if you're going to be. You've at least gotten one of them every time. Yeah, I'm 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 on one. Seems like so. (laughs) Well, I had there was a couple where I was really close to getting the exact score, so that really tells you. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, totally not guessing. You know. Yes, sir. Final thing. Let's, let's, let's we got to bring it quick. up. We were supposed to bring it up last time. We forgot about it. This episode is getting a little long, so it'll be quick. Yeah. Let's do it. So Miller can't come if IO stays, according to hashtag Illini folks. And, or according to, wait. Okay, so they don't understand why. They think Miller what they think that it's because they don't want to play together or something. They think that Miller won't come because they won't want to play together and Miller wants to be the all-star. And so people are like people that are like really into Alina, like follow them and tweet about them and um apparently talk like that's what they do for a living. I don't know. Um they are saying this, which is really surprising to me because the problem isn't that they don't want to play together. Nobody said that yet. I don't think Miller's actually said that. It could be true. I, it, and it might be true. But the problem is Illinois doesn't have any scholarships for Miller. They are, they are over their scholarship limit. And the only way that Miller can come is if IO leaves – or if somebody transfers. Yeah, no one – everybody's disregarding the scholarship part of right. this. Like, it's right. nothing, which it's, yeah. it is. Now, could I see someone transferring out like Tevion Jones? Maybe, sure. But I think overall, my assumption is that is that uh, Io is going pretty much no matter what. Yeah. So, and I think that's – And, and I think sense. that – in by the way Miller, you know, presents himself on social media, things like that, I don't think that there's any way he's not coming if there's a scholarship for him, regardless of what IO does just from the, he, he seems fully invested in Illinois and, and I haven't, you know, I, people are saying that if Miller come Miller won't come with IO and people are taking it as they won't play together. I don't know if that's completely true. It might be true. I mean, they had, you know, with with uh, Horton Tucker, there was that whole thing. But Io and Miller played together at Morgan Park. Uh, Horton Tucker and Io played in AAU ball for Mac. Well, it's a little different. So, yeah. Um, so I don't think that that is the case. Uh, we just kind of want to put that out there. If you didn't know why Miller might not come. If IO stays, it's because there's no scholarships available for him. So just trying to calm those waters, I guess. But yeah. Anyways, that's all we have. That's all we have. We will be back next Friday, the uh, 20th something, 28th. 28th sounds correct. And we will be reviewing the Northwestern Nebraska games and previewing the Indiana Ohio state games. Uh, I think, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause then we'll do one Sounds on right. March 6th, which will be the final regular season one. Cause we'll preview the Iowa game. And then I don't know how we're going to schedule it around the big 10 tournament and stuff. Maybe I don't, we might have to have one on Monday yeah. or something. Monday early, or Tuesday. Earlier one. Yeah. Yeah. 
we can we'll figure that. that out. But uh, yeah, hopefully the Illini can. Take hopefully that. Illinois is not playing until like Thursday or Friday because they're a four seed or we'll a three see. seed. Or we'll see. Hey, maybe even a one seed. I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll be back next Friday. See you then. Later. <laughs>